Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 981 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles. Joined today, we got all kinds of special circumstances. We got Shane Sparks calling in from this Big Ten dungeon. We've got Ben calling in from down under. We've got our high school expert, David Bray, who's here. We both have fresh haircuts for this show or the weekends. Guys, I got a fresh haircut myself. Dang, boy. We're all looking good, Ben. Ben's always looks good. Yeah. Ben's got the best best uh, hair situation of all of us. With the perma, oh, yeah. With the perma <laughs> curls. And, man, do we have a lot to get into. Of course, we did the show Monday without Ben, as he's on his um, Australian walkabout for the next month or so. And uh, But he's gracious enough to join in. He, he Did you mess up the times for this start time, too, Ben? Did you miscalculate? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be 7 a.m., and it happens to be 5 a.m., so uh, it's early. Uh, I don't love it, but I bad. I was kind of sad to miss Monday because there were so many good things from CKLV, so hopefully uh, we get into a bunch of those today. Yeah, uh, so we obviously did a ton of CKLV yesterday, but I would love to get yours and Shane's perspectives on the standout performance, things that were top of mind for you guys, because an event like that... It, probably merits a little more discussion than just one show anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the biggest one, I was wondering what your thoughts on Meyer Shapiro are after, because he, he kind of had a rough go, and I was thinking, you know, what are the what were the Vegas odds that him and Cody Chittam both don't place? Um, it had to be like, you know, plus 100,000 or something to that effect. It, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I've been thinking about it since it since it all happened. On the one hand, you have this brilliant win over Bryce Andonian, and then you know loses to Cardenas, and then loses to Chumbly, and he looks sort of off. Like I don't know if it was mental or physical or just technical, but something didn't look like it was fully connecting. And you know, I, I'm not I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. Uh, I still yeah. believe he's. He has as much skill as anyone at this weight class, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't leave that tournament alarmed. And listen, that's not what I expected to happen. I did not expect him to lose to Daniel Cardenas and Trevor Chumbly. So it's a it's a super relevant data point that you know you, you monitor it moving forward. And if it continues, then I'd probably have to completely change my my perspective on Meyer. 
not lo over the long term. You know, my my thoughts, and I think a lot of our collective thoughts, been we're like, this is a guy that can contend for a title right away. Yeah. And you know, a performance like this is, you know, evidence to the contrary of that. But I'm not I'm not jumping off. Yeah, the the WrestleMania match was weird. It was almost like maybe he was injured, but you weren't really sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't love his bottom game, and that's something we haven't been able to see mm -hmm. um, because he hasn't really competed in a ton of high-level folk style matches in the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, his, his neutral skills are amazing. His freestyle game is great. So it'll be interesting to see if he can make the adjustments necessary um, to be, you know, a number one type guy because we, we kind of all thought he would be. You maybe thought more strongly than mm -hmm. I, but I, I agree with your sentiment. Um, because, yeah, I mean, even Arcardinas, he's very good, but he got kind of whooped by Ja'Cory Teamer. That match was not competitive. And then he got whooped by Antonian on the backside also. Um, you know, so he's he's good, not great. Yeah, Shane, your thoughts on anything? Really? Well, I thought I, I had never, I had never really seen Shapiro wrestle. So I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I pay attention to results and stuff, but I don't, I don't watch as much wrestling as you guys do. Pretty, I mean, that match with Andonian was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, mm -hmm. it was exciting, um, and yeah, I mean, he's really talented. He's really, really talented. But this is college wrestling, and I've always said this. I mean, I will always, I mean, God, I mean. To, to even be in a conversation as a freshman about winning a national title is, it's insane. I mean, it just goes to show you how good he is. I think it's warranted. He's phenomenal, but this is college wrestling, guys. Yeah. Nobody's afraid of anybody. I mean, Trevor Chumley's really good. I, I know he doesn't have these crazy accolades, but Trevor Chumley's a tough, gritty wrestler. Um, and I know we always make jokes about this stuff, but I just... I just watch the matches for what they are. What does it mean moving forward? I don't know. Maybe this was one of the best things that could happen to him. Mm -hmm. we got to wait and see the whole how the whole picture plays out. But he is super, super, super talented. And I'm with you, Christian. Had a bad day. Yeah, had a rough couple of matches for whatever reason. He's young. He'll be better for it. The kid's a superstar. He's phenomenal. But I just don't – I just never have that high of expectations for – for for anybody for that matter it's hard to win nobody's nobody's yeah, backing up wow yeah. low belief not, for anyone glad i'm not you know your son i'm ashamed frankly i mean i want some i want some high expectations but the, is this weight class not uh the most fun not just because of like the variety of results but the margins of victory in these matches are just like what do you make of these like meyer you know majors majors andonian but then then, you know, Andonian goes on and, like, he pins Chittum, but then he gets majored by Ed Scott. I mean, that, like, these, and it happened, like, throughout the bracket. I would say, I, I want to say it's just the weight's crazy, but then I also want to say Bryce Andonian is kind of at the center of all of these, a lot of these results, <laughs> and he's just a, he's a crazy person on the wrestling mat. He's a lunatic, and, you know, that you get the, you get the good with the Chittum, you get the bad with Shapiro and Scott, and the Scott thing is a little... If you're an Andonian guy, now that's two in a row. And this is a guy you've majored before, you kind of dominated, and now it seems like I don't want to say that he's figured out Andonian because I think that would probably be maybe a simplification. But it's trending the wrong no, way for Bryce. I disagree. That's fair, uh, Christian. Okay. Then it's fair. I, I said so. it. 
Yes. And I wanted to go back to one point Ben made about Meyer's bottom game. And but I agree with you totally. But then I'm also you you see vulnerabilities and is it like is it tactical or technical? Did he work too hard for a reversal? I thought he was looking for rolls and Petersons and all this stuff. It's like, no, get away. Just get away and get back on your feet. That's how I saw it. So and I don't know to attribute that to Man, he just was trying to get all the points back at once and hit a roll for six. Or maybe he can't. Maybe he couldn't get away, and he felt like he had to be rolling, and it was his only opportunity to get away. What, what do you think about that, Ben? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said, until we have more data points, we don't know. But is is it in a skill set? Is it in a skill set to just stand up and get away, right? Or is he all roll around? It was a lot of, like, sit out, turn in, try to catch Grambies. Um, and man, there's a very useful place for those things, but if you overload them, it becomes really negative. Yeah. Um, and so actually kind of to what Shane was saying, cause it's kind of like a, a real thought I had is, it's so funny because a couple weeks ago, we're talking about how these high school kids are all ready to compete at this level. You know, we had Marcus Blaze do well, we had Bo Bassett do well. They're, they're young, they're juniors and sophomores in high school. And then you have, you know, Meyer Shapiro and Cody Chittum, two guys who, I think they were number one pound for pounds at a, at a time, right? They didn't place the CKLB. You had Braden Thompson, who is, uh, he was number one for sure, pound for pound, maybe at top five, I think. He mm-hmm. went 0-2 at CKLB. So, so, you know, Nick Feldman, he did better than those guys, but he still is like, he was probably close to a number one pound for pound. And, you know, he's still not making his way to the ranking. So it's so funny to me because it's this weird thing where you have some of these guys who are so ready so fast and then you have this other set of guys who are like they're not they're not like taking these steps up and that's not saying they never will but they're not they have not yet yeah and then you've got lorenzo norman who wasn't sniffing any of those high accolades knocks off shane griffith and he was right there to you know he was wrestling wask really tough and i think he placed placed at vegas so it, it, it's so, I think he just kind of speaks to the unpredictability of A, just wrestling. It's yes. Just, it's, it's, yes, 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 yes. He's yes. He, yes. he loves this. Yes. <laughs> I mean, guys, even let me just throw this in there quick. Like, we talked about Iowa State. Like, oh, what's Iowa State's chances? Everybody's like, ah, oh, six, seven percent. We said probably the biggest, the biggest uh, favorite was perhaps David Carr and, and, and Julian Ramirez. I mean, I always make baseball analogies. I don't necessarily know if he hits for a high average, but if you miss location on him, he can hit at 450 feet. He's dangerous. And I remember making a comment on Julian Ramirez saying, when he wrestles, I watch. He's just one of those guys. But these, I think what gets lost in all this always is how good these guys are. are how, how hard it is to win a wrestling match in Division One. And I know Ben, you know, Ben always gets me to complete lather if he's like, oh, these guys aren't very good. Not, not very good. I mean... These guys are really, really, really good. And you got to be on at CKLV or the national tournament or these two-day tournaments. You got to find a way to be on for five matches over two days. It's hard. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. Unpredictable. Too funny. Bray disagrees. He does not think it's hard. He finds it all very simple. <laughs> I wish I would yeah, I wish I would have been at CKLV because I think it would have been pretty easy. It would have been pretty easy, yeah, if he just waited. <laughs> no, it's, I, um, I think, yeah, go ahead, well, we, uh, The Iowa State one, they wrestled really well. It's great. They're really good. 
I, I think yeah, we said they were you know six or seven or eight percent, but a big part of that was so we said so many teams had a yep. chance. So many teams were like comparable levels, and there was no one that was that much higher. Sure, um, the team race was fun, right? So it's, uh, Iowa State one thirty. Nebraska 125, Ohio State 123. You know, one thing to me that was really funny of the team race is every team had some guys wrestle really well, mm-hmm. but every team on there had a few guys that just like whiffed. Yes. And it's because sometimes you see like the whole team will just rise up and maybe they're in a good training cycle or maybe something just went well, right? And they got on a roll and they crushed it. But every team on here had a couple guys that they probably were really disappointed in, I would say. I mean, case in point is Iowa State, who won the tournament. Tarakina bombs out really early. Your national nope. champion places third, loses to Julian Ramirez, and they still won. And Chittum didn't place. And Chittum DMP. Yeah, if, if you would have said that, that one I would have predicted, like, they're not going to win. Yeah. You're like, okay, they did <laughs> not win this tournament. It is. It's and, wild. like, you know, you say that, and, you know, what, what was – I'm, I'm – genuinely asking but like what was nebraska's big you know drop off there i mean maybe antrell taylor but like uh maybe yeah, maybe silas allred what's that i think antrell Taylor's probably the big one because yeah and maybe a silas allred because allred lost to cardenas someone he wasn't supposed to and did he was the sloan and cardenas i think oh that cardenas match holy yeah, kill i mean he got killed. I couldn't believe he got beat that bad. Where did Hardy place? Fourth or fifth? I think yeah, lo- lower. Sixth. I think he was sixth or fifth. That was another one. That was, probably, that was a big disaster. I mean, Brock Hardy's oh, got yeah. who could win the title, and he lost three in a row. That's a yeah, good one, Shane. That surprised yeah. me a little bit. Hardy, for sure. Um, yeah, because he lost to Kale Happel. Um, and Tegan Jameson. Yeah, those are two. Coming in, you know, everyone knows those guys are good, but you're not expecting them to beat Brock Hardy. Brock Hardy was the guy we were on the show saying, who can beat Real Woods? Who has, who's most likely? And that answer, in my mind, has changed now. Um, not not just because of, you know, Brock's CKLV. I, I'm not. Because of Jesse Mendez. It's duh. because of Jesse Mendez. He's the guy. Jesse Mendez is, you talk about a guy that is box office, Jesse Mendez. I mean, Showed. that's the kind of guy that Terminator I want to pay to watch wrestle. Hey. I mean, Jesse Mendez is a guy. What about if your dating Jesse Mendez? How excited would you be? Well, I just Jesse Mendez is this is what he can do. You you pay for admission and go to an Ohio State match, and then you clear the arena and you have to repay again when Mendez takes the mat because you get your money's worth. He is. God, I love watching him because I know he's going to bring it. I mean, he comes to throw down when he wrestles. It's fun. He is fun. I love watching him wrestle. Uh, the, the, you know, is it just year two at in a college program? Is it you're back at the weight combination of everything? But it, it seems like it's all really clicking right now for Jesse. <laughs> yeah. And you know, this weight's going to be it's going to be fun. You know, real's good, but he's. He is only the favorite, right? That's about all you can say is Real Woods is the favorite. And beyond that, it's like your, your degree of confidence can't be all that high at, at this weight class. So like, you know, I'm getting a little more like Shane here with a lot of these weight classes. You know, it's like, ah, there's favorites. And then, but, you know, the. the it's how, hard how, to win. These guys are so good. They're and so I think. Good. No, but Mendez, the Cornell match was like, oh my oh God, my because. Gosh. 
Cordell's a guy who went to overtime and had, was like kind of in on a couple match winning takedowns against Bo Bartlett, mm-hmm. you know, two weeks ago. This isn't like Cornell's having a bad year, and he just smashed him. And then, you know, I I guess to be fair, in the Hardy match, um, there's probably there's at least one scramble which really easily could have went Hardy's way, and maybe that would have changed the dynamic of the match. I think it was in the second period, but you know, then he just keeps going, and he got I think two takedowns in the third, maybe or something to that effect. It was just a really impressive performance. Yeah. He he was, he was awesome. Uh, we talked about fifty seven. We haven't talked about Peyton Rob though, who was oh, far man. and away, far and away the man. And it kind of looks like he's back to the Peyton Rob pre Big Tens that we saw all last year, where he was the the consensus number one guy. And uh, this could be a really fun weight class again, um, all all year long because guys like Meyer and Chittum, they're going to get heard down the line. Levi Haynes is is still the guy to beat at this weight class, but uh, Peyton Rob certainly doing a good job of reminding us. Yes. Solid, steady, consistent, tough. Like, he's just consistent. He I is. mean, you guys, I mean, you know what you're going to get with Peyton Rob every time. Guy's yep. tough as hell. He's good from everywhere. And that's that, yeah. Yeah. that completion yep. is yes. so important. Yeah, how about... Um... How about Nico Provo? That was one that was so far out of the left field. I went back. I'm like, I was. I thought. I'm like, I thought he wasn't very good. And I went back and looked at his wrestling stats from last year. I'm like, yeah, he wasn't very good. I don't know what happened in the last year, but something happened because last year his results are not that good, and this year he just went on fire through CKLV. I mean, it was. Not even a, it wasn't a year ago. I mean, last March. It's now early December. You know, we're talking, yeah. you know, uh, a couple of months, and he's, you know, a dip a different guy now. Is he, is he a title contender? I guess you got to say he is. But at the same time, I'm like, is, are we just gonna kind of look back on this? Like he announced himself here as a guy, as a top ten all American type of guy, but this is a weight that. Who knows what's going to happen um, come come March? We still. What was Provo's pre preseason ranking, guys? Do you know offhand? Well, he, he was thirtieth. He was thirtieth going into the tournament, so he was probably around that. Um, if... I just love this stuff. I just love it. I, I love it. He was thirtieth going into the tournament. And he comes and he and he wrestles that well. It's just like, I just love it, man. You got to you show up. Doesn't matter what the number. You know my I you know. The, the, the wrestling cliches, which I hate most of them, but I'll tell you one that I absolutely love. My favorite wrestling cliche is, I'm the bad draw. Whoa. Like, if you really believe that, like, I'm the guy you don't want any part of. I don't care what my record says, what my ranking is, you don't want any of this smoke. I, it's, it's my favorite it's my favorite uh, line, and I'm sure Provo showed up going, I'm the, I'm the guy to beat here. I'm the guy. Love it. That was kind of you, Ben. You were that guy. That was well, you. Like, Shane, I just didn't lose ever. So, um, <laughs> I, was actual, I never, I was, I, I did not have a season like he had last year. So, <laughs> a little different. No, I, I think you and Nico Provo, I've always well, thought I, you two are just like <laughs> two peas in a pod. I, I, I just compare you to all. My redshirt year was a lot like his year last year. So, that would be fair. 
My redshirt year, I probably had results that were somewhat comparable to his year last year. Um, but then my real freshman year was, you know, I lost to Pendleton and one other guy. Yeah. To me, Nico Provo and Daniel Cardenas are like the most interesting uh, subplot in this tournament because of their evidence of the Rob Cole coaching carousel. They both were Cornell commits originally and then went to Stanford, committed to Stanford with Rob, and now they're still at Stanford with Chris Ayers. And it's like, you, you know, I remember Cornell <clears throat> being really excited about Nico Provo when they got him. He went to Green Farms Academy Prep School in Connecticut, and he was, like, good on that prep scene. I think he won national preps a couple times. But he was, like, probably a 50 to 60 kind of guy on the big board. And, uh, but they were, like, I think they thought they, there's, they have more in him than that. He ends up not even at Cornell. Now he's at Stanford because he follows Rob, and now he's still there. Yeah. And Chris Harris has this, like, this great situation that he know, does. A lot, a lot of it's the result of, like, all this coaching change yeah. that's happening. And think about Chris Harris. He could go back. I mean, I, I was just thinking about this in bed last night for crazy reason. Chris Harris. All right. You could, you could be going back to back. Uh, coach of a 125-pound national champion at two different schools. Like, I wonder when the last time that happened. That would be crazy. I bet. Be I great. bet not often. I don't know. I have to go to um, bed and think about the one it. One guy that was at Stanford was uh, um, the kid of one thirty three. His name's Tyler Knox. I never heard of this dude. He whooped. Uh, who the heck did he whoop? Zakis. He whooped someone second round. And then Zakis. I sort of looked. Dude, I couldn't find anything about this guy. This guy was hard to find information about. Um, it kind of like they just they make good recruiting because they kind of found him out of nowhere. Um, did you guys know about this guy prior to this tournament? Probably only David did. Yeah, he was good. He was good in high school. Um, I'm trying to see. So he graduated last year. So he's a he's a true freshman. I'm gonna pull, let me pull up his stuff real quick. We're gonna pull him up real quick. He's We're gonna release freshman. the documents, Ben. Yeah. Me the documents. Yeah, but no, he put it on Buzakis, and then Buzakis went oh. crazy for third. Yeah, he did. He just killed everybody. That was impressive. I mean, that was an impressive run with with Buzakis because you know, he just hasn't been able to get exactly on track. I think that's fair. Yeah. And fair. Uh, but that was that 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 was a a gutty gutty performance after losing in the first round. Yeah, Tyler Knox was good. He was uh he finished like 15th in his weight class at 132 last year. It was really deep weight class. Um NHSCA champ uh, he won Doc B last year. He beat Daniel Zapeta in the Doc B finals. Oh wow! Oh so wow! He's, yeah, he's okay. he's legit. He's legit. Nice. But yeah, true freshman. He's from. The reason you probably never heard of him is because he's from Massachusetts. And uh, you know, man, Connecticut, dude. Massachusetts, showing out. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ryan uh, uh, Jack. Is it Ryan Jack? Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Jack was in the finals. He's he's a Massachusetts guy too, right? Connecticut, Danbury, Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut, there you go. Hey, Massachusetts, no. Connecticut, Rhode Island, Delaware, all Throw one of the a same. rock. Yeah, Bob, Bobby, uh, shout out to Bobby Telford, Hokessin, Delaware. Yeah, he's from Delaware, that's right. Mm -hmm. Gerard Garnett's uh, from Delaware. Not many Delawareans. Uh, Alex Mead. Uh, there you go. Beast. Oh. Who's the best wrestler to uh, ever come no, out of Maine? We're done, we're done on this topic. I'm moving anybody on. Anybody out of Maine real quick? Anybody has Maine ever had a stud? Connor Petros. I was going to say Connor Petros. It's either Connor Petros or Connor McGonigal, I think, one of those guys. <laughs> it's someone named Connor. <laughs> I, think it's Con I think it's okay. Connor Petros. <laughs> Ben's Connor. getting nervous. I keep it lost. David Carr doesn't lose. 
barely ever. Um, I, I can look it up, but I want to say he's only got five or six losses in the entirety of his college career. I think it's like four um, now. Yeah. Um, I think it's like four. Four. I didn't see this one coming. Um, and then, you know, Ramirez goes and loses to oh, Olesnik in the finals. Um, Matt really threw me off to see David Carr lose to him because he had actually been kind of a little bit on fire um, to this point. You know, he smashed Caliendo really bad, been moving great, and then he lost to Ramirez. Yep. Yeah, he just had a hard time finishing. He was in a lot of time, a lot of times. Excuse me. That is his fourth career loss. He had a lo- one loss in his redshirt year. I know who you you know who beat him, don't you? Mako Madness, baby. Mako Madness beat David Carr. Yeah. That was a big big upset, even though Carr was redshirting. Then he had man. So half of Carr's losses are to Askren kids. <laughs> yes, forty percent. Forty percent. Oh yeah, if we have to count the red shirt, then it's just forty, just a mere forty percent. Yes. So yeah, the can you name them all? Ben? I can name them all. Well, that's um, guy from Oregon State. Yeah. Yeah, he lost Olgian maybe, or was Olgin? it no? No, I thought that maybe uh, it was too. Twins. Oh, it was. Oh. Uh, uh, what was their name? And twins. Um, Willets. Colorado boys. Willets. Willets. What is it? Willets. Yes, yes, yes. Hunter. Willets. Then his freshman year, he lost to... Just one he loss. Won, he won loss, but he won. Maybe D... He, oh, he lost to Deacon in the in the COVID year. And, he kind of got beat up by Deacon a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was, yeah. at, that was at Vegas. Mm-hmm. He and doesn't then, like Vegas. And then Keegan Daniel O'Toole. Yep. Yeah. And now Julian that Ramirez. Shout out to Ramirez. Credit to him for Honestly. making the adjustment because when they wrestled last year, I think it was like almost a major. Maybe Carr was all over him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good for. Yeah, let me ask you this, real quick question: Who's the guy been that you wrestled that maybe it beat him back to back times? But who's the guy that made the best adjustments against you, even if he maybe didn't beat you? But it was like, man, this guy did some homework and made some really good adjustments. Gavin. Anybody stand hmm. out? Keith Gavin. Gavin wrestled me really well. Well, I wrestled three times. I pinned him twice, and the third time he wrestled me really tough. That's a good one. Um, yeah, Brandon Mason was always frustrating because I had pinned him one time. Um, you had to West talk Robert, trash to him. What's up? You had to talk trash to him to pin him. I had to taunt <laughs> him. I had to taunt him to pin him. Um, yeah, and then the West Roberts wrestled me really tough every time. I don't know. I. I actually just I don't remember why I thought about that yesterday. Like, why could I not freaking kill that dude? That is so annoying. <laughs> he was not that good. And I just couldn't kill him. Like I had three attempts and I I killed everybody and I couldn't kill him. I don't know what the deal was. Hard to kill. I, was mad about, I got mad about it yesterday. I'm like, God dang it. Why could I not kill Wes Roberts? This is so annoying. <laughs> I can tell you why. Why? It's hard. It is hard. Oh, God, oh. Said, I killed everyone. I had 41 and 45 bonus that year, and three in the non-bonus are Wes Roberts. I I don't know. He stalled. We need to have him on the show. I mean, that's who is this guy? I mean, Everybody he needs to be stalled. He, stalled. he stalled really well, but usually it didn't matter. I was going to go get him, you know? I, I have no idea. I we got to track down Wes Roberts. Where did he you know, go to school, Ben? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Wes Roberts. 
he was like good, but he was like he was never an All American. Like he wasn't that good. He was like a, I don't know, around a twelve, around a sixteen guy, and I just. I don't know what. You I don't mean know. to tell me if, if he was only top 16 in the country, then he was horrible. I mean, come he was on. Not good. But, but Shane, you realize I like pinned or majored or tech like all these dudes. Yeah, but you are the you're one of those guys in most debates that, you you, you know, in any debate, you can't use the top 3% on the bottom or the top. You were that. Your, your career, Ben, you have no. Yeah, but that's what we're talking about. Your, your right? career was was insane, insanely good. I mean, you're one of the all timers. Yeah. Freaking Wes Roberts. <laughs> All right, freaking Wes. Um, well, we have a lot to get to outside of CKLV, um, including Penn State Lehigh, including Shane Van Ness being out for the year, which is brutal. If you did not hear Coach Sanderson, Kale announced Shane's out for the year. I don't think he got into the particulars, but it sounds like an injury the details of which are, are not known, but not really relevant to the topic at hand, which is he's out for the year. And that's, you know, b- introduces some questions about who is going to be their guy moving forward. Now we saw, uh, right? well, we saw him, but I, I think for someone as good as, as Tyler, they're going to be thoughtful about it. They're not just going to say, all right, you're the guy for sure. They're probably going to use him because Kasak was, 41 to start the year so we already yeah. know he's this is not his weight ideally but Bo Bartlett's there so it, it makes sense to use him he probably is I would guess the best guy for 149 for them but does he give that much of a difference that you want to use his year which it seems like you might because Van Ness would supposedly be back next year and then Kasat could redshirt and you could flip-flop him but I don't know if that's how they're thinking I don't know if that's what they'll end up doing, but I do feel that them using him on Sunday is maybe evidence that they are going to use him. But Ben, ben your thoughts on just the 49th situation at Penn State? Hey, I'm a little mad. You didn't let me get to Parker Kekaisen. It's my oh. guy. He looks so good at Vegas. I was going to get saving him for the best for last. Parker, great <laughs> job. Um, yeah, Shane Van Ness, that's a, that's a sad one. He looked great at the All Star. Um, Kind of sucks. He's out. He he had that year long injury maybe two years ago. Hurt mm-hmm. his knee or two or three years ago. Um, I think Kasich's the best guy for sure. And I I thought like when you said forty one, I'm like, damn, he's big for forty one. Like, I feel like he's fine for forty nine. Um, yeah. Do they want to use him? But then yeah, next year Bartlett's back and Haynes and um, Shane Van Ness, right? So it's like. They might as well get him off the bench for a year and then let next year let him figure it out. Yeah, I, I sorry to move off of of Parker. I figured when we got when we hit three minutes of Wes Roberts, we were probably ready to move on. But <laughs> you're right, Parker. Parker and we guys would have majored Wes Roberts. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's big of you to admit. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer. Uh, Shane, you called the match. What did you think of of KSX? Penn State uh, home yeah. debut. Yeah, first off, I mean, Shane Van Ness, you hate to see it. I mean, it's just all part of it. It just reiterates again, nothing's guaranteed. You got to, I mean, seriously, got to appreciate every day because you don't know what's coming down. So just wish him the best because I, I, Shane Van Ness, one of my, saw Shane Van Ness at the Beast of the East when he was, I think, a sophomore in high school. Fell in love with him quick. But that um, uh, Kasek wrestled, he wrestled hard, but he, he, you know, he lost a little bit of steam for my 
perspective, but uh, hung on to win. Um, I mean, overall, with, with Penn State, when you got seven guys ranked number one or two, four guys ranked number one in the in the bonus point potential they have, um, you know, from a team standpoint, I'm sure they're going to be okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that, especially given the way the team race looks now. There's got to be drastic changes and improvements for some of these teams, or Iowa's got to have some some of the additions we've been referencing before for them. And even still, it's it's a long road for, for anyone to challenge these guys. I feel like I was explaining to someone like KSEX prospects at, at 49 this year, and it's kind of like an inverse Bo Bartlett when he was at 49. Yeah, Un- yep. Undersized, Bo had the defense and was hard to score on. I feel like it'll be the inverse a little bit, whereas KSEX will have the offense, but some aspects of the size and the defense, like how's, how is that? It sort of remains to be seen. So I think he would qualify if he had a full run. I think he can win matches at NCAAs. Beyond that, I'm not ready to like make, yeah, this guy's ready to place. I don't know that yet. He's an All-American contender down the line for sure. He's going to be a, a great wrestler for Penn State. I believe that. But year one, outside of an ideal weight class, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> so we'll we'll yeah. see. But and speaking about that dual meet, I mean, he's got the shirt on today. I mean, Mitchell Messenbrink, man. I mean, he looked really good. I gotta I gotta say this about his day. You know, I always tell you know when I get old. Now that I'm an old man, I like appreciate different things, and I appreciate like good young men. And I can I can. It's like man, you were raised right. So I'm gonna give a. I always want to talk about and Ben. I'm sure you guys talked about it a bunch. You talk about John Messenbrink is one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. So I'm texting with John on Sunday, and this is all you need to know about John Messenbrink. He didn't watch the match. He was too busy coaching a youth tournament. (laughs) That's classic John Messenbrink, isn't it, Ben? I mean, that's who he is. He's a wrestler. He he loves it. He's so good at it. Great wrestling mind. And I was really just really happy for those guys. They're good people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Jake Logan is not a super highly ranked guy. I think um, he was 30th. Yeah, he's 30th. But he's a guy that, if you look through his wrestling stat, he doesn't lose badly to a lot of people. He's had competitive matches with a lot of really highly ranked people. So I actually thought Mitchell was going to struggle a little more. Um, was really impressed that he was able to get the tech fall. Yeah, he, he looked good. His offense is good. We got a question about Mitchell someone's upset that he's not going 57 they're not redshirting levi but i mean i think i think he looks all right i mean he looks more than all right i I meant on the size front not big but not small and if he can keep his seven minute pace with little bigger guys he's going to be he's going to be in a lot of matches yes hey couple points really good um i was just penn state their schedule's kind of wild. I was actually looking at it. Yeah, they don't they don't wrestle a lot. Well, they have a so he did the two tournaments. He did the journeyman and the black knight. But now they have a I think they have a Hofstra duel this weekend, and then I want to say they have like nothing till like it's like a month. It's almost a month. It's a long time. Um, and I know some of the guys are doing the the freestyle season. You know the freestyle senior open but it, it was weird it was almost like a month break between events until january but then january he has um kind of an opportunity to wrestle quite a few highly ranked opponents so should be able to you know get in there and battle some of those type of guys 
Yeah. No, they're scared. I mean, there's over the years that, you know, we're seeing Iowa and Penn State are like the prime examples. They're, they're not exposing themselves to the really rigorous tournaments. It's like, we'll do Big Ten duels and not a ton, not a ton else. They don't, they don't see the value in the rigor that some of the other programs see. Um, which, and I wonder, does that, you know, they always say about the NFL copycat league, Division One wrestling, copycat. Do, do we start seeing it trend that way for a lot of other teams, too, getting out of the, the tournament grind? But, I mean, we just saw, like, maybe one of the toughest in-season tournaments ever with CKLV. It was up there. Um, it, it'll be an interesting, you know, subplot to follow as, as schedules evolve. Hey, quick yeah. reference point for KSAC. I know we were talking about him earlier, but just in the last spring, this guy beat Ryder Block, who was ranked number one at a point. He beat Pearson Manville, who just won it, who's number one. He beat Jack Joffrey, who's at Virginia. Beat Vince Cornella. Dang. Beat Cannon Webster. Um, and then lost in the U20 finals to Jesse Mendez. So, um, yeah, he's, he's wrestled plenty of tough guys and, and gotten his hand raised. So, Man. We'll see. That's good. Good, and, and you know he'll get a ton better. I mean, he'll just keep getting better. <laughs> we know that's going to happen. Yes, truly. Okay, that happened. Recruiting news. There's a lot of it. Top piece of news, I think, is Leo DeLuca to Iowa. Uh, how big of a get is this for for the Hawks, David? It's huge. I mean, this is a guy that that everyone sees as a career 125 pounder. He is extremely technical lightning fast and he likes to break people he wrestles a hard pace I mean, he's he's just i think complete package for a 125 pound recruit blair academy so he's you know he's he's familiar with like the college style education and learning i just think there's not going to be a ton of transitions for leo i think he's going to be ready right away i mean you look at 125 right now and it's it's a weight class mm-hmm. that feels extremely wide open uh leo's going to be a difference maker for the hawkeyes 100 percent no, he's what a junior, grade? right? Is he a junior? Just a junior, yep, 2025. So junior, so next, so for Iowa, you're thinking, does Ayala go another year at 25 and then transition up and Leo maybe goes as a true freshman? Maybe that's what they're looking at? Uh, yeah. Curious uh, when, when Iowa fans can plan to see him. I mean, Drake looks big. Yeah. Curious how the, the cut will, will be going for him. Iowa fans should watch him at Ironman this weekend too. By the way, he'll be. We're gonna get to Ironman. Favorite. Yeah, it's my bracket is that's a lot of fun. That's a crazy one. That is a crazy bracket. Uh, I really hope everyone shows up and we don't get all excited and then they don't all show up. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Also, Cornell had quite an evening where they brought in Sergio Vega and the Cortez brothers. Uh, how do they slot? How big of pickups are those guys for Cornell? They're really big pickups. It's going to be interesting to see where they fit weight class-wise. They're all juniors, and they're all guys with kind of like long frames, so I could see them getting bigger. Um, Sergio Vega, this is a guy that just knocked off Ben Davino at Super 32. So he's up to number 12 in the, in the class of 2025. Uh, I, I could see him, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he grows into like a 49-57, even though he was at 132 at Super 32. And then the Cortez brothers are, they won state titles in California last year at 120 and 126, but they could, de- they also, I could see them moving up to like 33, 41, 49 in that, in that range. And 
they're going to have to figure it out because Anthony Knox is already in the class. He's, huh. you know, 25, 33. Um, but, but all, you know, throwing those four in and those light or lightweight middleweights all in the class of 2025, 20, they're going to be set up for, for a while. Yeah. That, cla- that class is like, that's not it. I mean, they also have Alicio Parenton from, uh, from New Jersey. He's 30th in the class. Rocco Delegata is a heavyweight, number 65. And then uh, Elijah Diakamahalas, Yanni's little brother's coming in too. And little big a, brother. Little big brother. He's the biggest of them all. Yeah, he's a 195 <laughs> pounder. So, that's so funny. Yeah, it's, a, it's crazy. Seven top 100 recruits already, and it's December of 2023. Yeah, yeah that class is great. Good job, Mike Gray and company. Agree. Nebraska oh, yeah. gets. Uh, they're good. They're really good. Yeah, good good crop there. Nebraska picks up uh, Rutledge and Ziola. Yep. To add to their, they already had Ty Ison, the tenth ranked guy. Uh, okay. That was pretty much recruiting. This weekend, there's a chance. I don't know how good or bad it is, but there's a chance we see Ryan Crookham versus Dayton Fix. Now. No dating at CKLV. Hold uh, on. I got I to gotta ask you guys about this one. You know, you, you flow guys, get people all excited. I saw a video of him working out the day before. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. Um, well, I guess I, I do know. know. But he was, he looked, I mean, he was fine, right? It's se- seemingly, but some, some sort of an, a light injury, small injury happened that made them pull him out right before either that that evening before or the day of but so yeah i don't know i mean obviously he was registered he was planning to wrestle and they pulled him out late um but it sounded like nothing to be you know terribly alarmed about so anyway yeah okay well hopefully they wrestle yeah Yeah, uh crook him over um gal 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 Impressive Took him down win. twice. He's, he's, yep, he backs up his performance over Rujau, and uh, he makes you guys look good because you guys put him number one, and a lot of people didn't love that, and uh, that kind of solidifies him. If he beats Dayton Fix, then uh, it should be no questions asked. Yeah, um, it, it's a, it's it was a, a really impressive win. It's one where, you know, I kind of look at it like you look at the the Teamer Rob match where. You know, a few little ta- technical or tactical adjustments, and, and maybe they can win it. You can see how Nagao could win the match. You could see how Jacory ha- has maybe a path there. Um, I thought I thought Nagao was like really aggressive early on, and thought he was going to get some finishes. But the scrambling of Crookham, I mean, I'm not the one to talk about it, but it's like guys are really having a hard time putting them down. You yeah, almost have to blow really through them. Yeah, I brought up um, in the veto match how he's got really flexible hips. They move kind of funny. Um, I don't know. You know, Dayton, Dayton is obviously a lot different than both Nagao and Vito. So it'll be interesting to see if Crook comes up for the Dayton Fix Challenge this weekend. I feel like that's going to be uh, slower paced probably. I'm not sure that's- we're going to see a lot of attacks because I feel like for both wrestlers – Entering the legs of, the, of their opponents, like right into their wheelhouse, like Dayton. How many times have we seen him counter score against guys? He's so good defensively, and similar. Similarly, you know that's a big source of Crookham's offense. So I think it's gonna be super technical. One exchange. The it could be a 
Could be a riding time match, right? You know, something where Crookham goes under and can't get away. He had a hard time getting away. I mean, he did not get away from Nagao's legs. Now, that that's one of those, if he had to get away, could he have? I don't know. He had the four-point lead going into the third and let himself kind of get ridden out and just didn't get turned. Against someone like Dayton, he could... He rides different from Nigal, but they both have that leg riding component that makes me wonder, could that be a potential path for Dayton against Crookham? Yeah, I, I could see. I, I think it's probably going to be a one takedown match. And like you said, I don't think, you know, Dayton's never been a high volume attack or anything, um, but he does, you know, he's got different, you know, he's at the slide by the inside trip. He's got different, uh, you know, strong under game, different stuff than the other ones bring. Yes question from the Facebook chat how long would I last in a match versus Askren and then someone said wisely depends how long I could outrun him which is my entire strategy for how I can beat Ben Askren up so Gordon Samsel is all over it <laughs> Crookham Dayton will be hey, fun funny story funny story for you though Christian yeah uh, I always I always laugh at wrestling non-wrestlers I uh, I did this like appearance um and spoke to this Aussie Rules football team. They love their Aussie Rules football down here. Um, it's a real big deal. And uh, they had me like, <laughs> the coach was awesome. He's like, yeah, this guy, he gave me a cheap shot in practice today, so I'm gonna need you to submit him. So then all the dudes <laughs> sit around and they have, they actually have, in Aussie Rules football, I guess, you have to like take them down um, and not let them pitch the ball to someone else, right? Because if like you're tackling them, they're allowed to like, Throw the ball to the next guy. So I, I was, uh, I was taking them down and submitting them. It was, it was kind of funny. <laughs> That's awesome. How'd you submit him? Choke. What'd you say? How'd you submit him? Choke. Uh, I got one in an arm bar. I had one in a button flute choke, and I had one in maybe an arm triangle. Did you say remember. a loop choke? <laughs> what? Did you say a loop choke? Von flu. Oh, okay. It's like a loop choke is a gi move. It's not used all that much because most guys um, are sharper enough to, to look. It's when they're holding your head and uh, they're on bottom. They're like trying to like hold your head in guillotine and you jam your shoulder into like their neck and it chokes them. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. I do that one a lot. Did you get any Peruvian neckties going? I did not. No Peruvian neckties. Darn. I actually, I don't think I'm flexible enough to do a Peruvian necktie. Really? I figured. Yeah, you I guess really gotta get your feet up over the body to make it. it a true one. Okay. Yeah. You were just so known for your flexibility, but then you get these jujitsu guys; they can tie themselves oh in the knot. God. They're crazy. They're, they're crazy. They're, some of the guys, jujitsu guys, flexibility is really insane, and and I am flexible in certain ways, but like with my hips, um, not in other ways. Yeah. Did you guys go to, to who's number one? The, the grappling? I didn't because I was at Vegas. Okay. Okay. No, I, I guess. I mean that that seems like a seems like that went awesome. Yeah, it was great. It's. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. It's like for sure the number one show in all of grappling and has the best, most exciting rule set. Which rule set is like a big thing in grappling. So some of these rule sets are so mm -hmm. terrible. Uh, they literally make no sense. So we have a one that's like values basically to put it sim simply entertainment but really it's like actually going for a submission so it's a lot of fun a lot of exciting fighters mika galvao is 
dating Amit Allure, so they're just like the power couple of power couples. Mika's he had a very uh, awesome showing, and he hits this move. He hits a Kyle Dake uh, head pinch routinely, where he gets his hips in. He's used it in the last two Who's Number Ones. What did, you, what did he do from there? What's his transition? So uh, he transitioned to a guillotine uh, last time. He didn't get the submission in that in that exchange. He eventually got it. It was close though. It was tight. Huh. Yeah. Pretty it's, exciting. Is he related to Andre? No, Galvao's like Smith in Brazil, apparently. It's a very common last name. Upper last name. Yes. Got it. Okay. Oh, he's suspended. I'm checking him out. Well, he's I got, think he, he's, he's unsuspended now. Substance. Yeah, he's unsuspended now, I think. I think it was one year ban. Okay. Uh, got it. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Shane, what are you thinking about right now? I'd love to know. Oh, no. Hell no. Yeah. Ask the question, so no. I'm going to get I to asked. I'm not going there. Ben? Coming up when we get off. Let him cook. He's got the – oh, he went. He's got the jumbo. And, and on top of that? <laughs> he got an aquarium full of goldfish and the Franks. Wow. He and keeps that thing the, on him. This right here, guys, I'm telling you. You feel you, what the and you eat it like cereal. Oh my gosh. You fill that bowl Shane, up with you're, you're a grown man. You stop that right that's, now. To answer your question, Christian, that's where my mind was at when you asked the question. Okay. <laughs> I asked. I got an answer. But why did you have those things handy? Why were they there? Because I just keep them down here. I'm down in the dungeon. So I'm, I'm down here for the, you know, be down here for a few hours. And, oh, shit. Yeah. Shane, like I'm like a left. kindergarten kid. You know, one o'clock is snack time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I, I just forgot this. Shane said on the broadcast he has never been cradled. That sounds like a challenge. That sounds like a dare. Yeah, been, but, but Christian, I said no. But you gotta, you gotta, but you gotta follow that up with. I also said I've been tilted a bunch of times. Like I've been turned plenty. But just, to never I be just, cradled. I just don't remember. So again, I wrestled so long ago. At that time when I was growing up, I always felt like. Things weren't that high level. They weren't that technical. And my opinion was always like, if you got pinned in a cradle in high school, like, come on. At that in the in the early nineties, if you got pinned by a cradle, it's because you weren't doing anything on bottom. Like it was inexcusable. That's changed. Now, I mean, God, who hit one the other day? God, I saw I saw somebody hit a who the heck was that? Darn, I don't remember. I saw somebody hit a cradle the other day. I was like, damn. It was it was it was money. Gosh, I should remember who, who that was. Yeah, there, so quite, there's been some good ones. Um, I mean, I don't know, I know who it was. Keegan O'Toole. Oh yeah, it was Keegan O'Toole uh, pinning. Uh, was it Carlson from Oklahoma? It pinned Carlson. Uh, it was a reversal to a cradle. I mean, that was like, that's what I that that's what I was like. Damn, that was money. That was sweet. Carlson got pinned twice this week. How about Peyton Mako? Did you, did you guys watch Peyton Mako live? No, what did he do? Did you see this? No. Christian? Pull the, pull the highlights, for God's sakes. Guys, he car he cartwheeled on my man. He cartwheeled on and midair caught his leg and passed it so he landed in the middle. All right, I'll have to go back and watch. It was, it was Can I find it? You guys had it on flow. We were in um, full Vegas mode. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was Friday night, wasn't it, huh? Um, 
If I pull it real quick, can Tyler put it up? Maybe. We can dare right. him, too. I'll, I'll dare him, him real quick. Yeah, now uh, AWA's got a nice little string in the middle of that lineup in Mako, O'Toole, Mako, Whiting, and they went they went fall, tech, fall, tech, fall against Oklahoma. It was party time. Feels like Whiting <laughs> cemented his the spot as his own now at this point. It's looking pretty good. Well, you know what the crazy result from um, – they did the uh, the Cougar Clash, Shane's favorite event. Um, <laughs> in in Camel Sport? No, they're the Camels, not the Cougars. Um, no. Southern Southern Illinois Cougars. Oh, um, okay. I thought you were talking like high school. No, no, no. Colton Hawks. Uh, Colton Hawks actually beat um, Isaiah Salazar, who I think I think Isaiah Salazar is really good. Like yeah. he's a tough dude. Um, but then he got tech fall by Max McAnally in the finals. Yeah, that's weird. Which was like, where did you beat Isaiah Salazar? Where did that come from? Yeah, that's that is kind of a weird. Guys, there's a good result. match. Uh, we're doing Pitt and Ohio State this Sunday, mm-hmm. so we'll get um, you know Cole Matthews and, and Mendez. I know Matthews. I think just got he's coming off a loss. Yeah, he's kind of but uh, Pitzer and not good. Pitzer and Feldman. That's going to be tough for Nick. Uh, yeah, now, that's what I'm looking the, forward to. On the one hand, good size matchup for Feldman in that Pitzer's not very big. On the other hand, um, Pitzer's really, really good on top, and that looks to be a vulnerability for, for Nick. Almost to the point where Pitzer could choose top, potentially. More people should be choosing top. I will continue to say it. I see it all the time. I don't get it. Pitzer, Pitzer's also a guy that like is not afraid to mix it up in leg attacks, which I think probably favors Feldman. Yes. Every attacks and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not just going to try to hand fight him to death. He's going to, he'll shoot, and Feldman's got really good reattacks. So, I, yeah, it's gonna, the tactics in that one will be really important. That is going to be a fun one for sure. You're doing that one, Shane? Yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, Sunday. I'm not exactly sure what time it is, but uh, Sunday on, on Big Ten. So that'll cool. be fun. And uh, so, yeah, I'm thinking about that. And, uh, man... Rustling full uh, full swing, so this is a good time of year. There's another question here from M- Mr. Suboptimal on Twitter. Who can hold their urine longer, Shane Sparks or David Blaine? Now, Shane famously proclaimed, no man can hold it longer than he can. <laughs> but we have a literal magician no here that yeah. is in the chat. <laughs> we all have special talents, right? Yeah. So you versus Blaine in a battle yeah, for, the, for, the, for supremacy. Who wins? I'm going to be tough to beat. I mean, he's, he's another level most likely, but I'm going to be tough. I'm not going to lay down for him. I'll tell you that. I love I'm the it. bad draw. I'm the bad draw. All right, our, <laughs> our producer, Tyler, really wants to know if you have any college football playoff thoughts, Shane. Oh, um, man. Guys, I mean, Florida State should be in. Right? I mean, Florida State should be in. It's It's that simple. Whether it's they did it. It's it's not opinion. They did it. Period. Like t- to me, it's not even a debate, really. And and not to mention Alabama barely beat Auburn a couple of weeks ago. I mean, yeah. that's that's Florida the state. They. I mean, it's somebody made the joke like, uh, you know, now that Shane Vanessa's out for Penn State, they can't be in the champion. Like it's you know, LOL. Like you can't. It's a team game. They beat Louisville on Saturday night. They won the conference. They should be in. Yeah, yeah, it's hey, tough. I just put the link on top of the doc, Tyler. Um, 
So you can click on it. It's one minute left in the second period. I have no thoughts about college football. Uh, I don't know anything. We know, Ben. That's why I asked Shane. <laughs> you guys got to be happy, Christian, with Texas. Heck yeah, it's awesome. I, jump, I, uh, you know, I jumped on the bandwagon this year and look at the success that brought them. <laughs> no, it's actually my son that's on the, that's rooting hard for him. But yeah, no, it's exciting. Um, very, very fun. I love college football. I hadn't really watched much the last couple of years. This has been been a fun year. It's great. Uh, it's a weird thing, you know. In in wrestling, it's totally it's totally results based. It's mm-hmm. only the results. That's all that matters. This is a little different, where it's you got this group of thirteen people that are. It's not just what happened. It's what they think will happen. It's what their their current view on what the. And that's kind of it's a little, little yucky, you know. And, yeah. and it, but at the same time, Shane, everyone here knows that Alabama and Texas would are, are better football teams today than Florida State. That's what makes it tough because they're not as good. But the results are yeah, the results. I, I just don't know how you can. I mean, I, I I understand the logic, but it doesn't mean it's accurate. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it's about winning. I mean, that's what it's about. The, the key is to win. Florida we'll State play. in a Power Five conference is undefeated. I mean, yeah. I feel you, dog. I feel you. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Let's um, we'll turn the page on that. Let's turn the page to Iron Man, Ooh, where our Iron Man, David Bray. Uh, let's hit hit the high notes, you know. Hit the high C. What, talk, let's talk sixty five and some of the yeah. the big weights because we got questions too. Yeah, one sixty five. Like you just have to watch this weight class this weekend. Ironman Friday and Saturday. It's a it's just a pillar event of, of the high school calendar. But at one sixty five, we have four guys at the top of the seeds who have already wrestled in who's number one. Three of them have won matches at who's number one. It's it's an insane uh, loaded field. So top seed. Iowa commit Angelo Ferrari. He'll be a Hawkeye next year. Uh, but first, he's got to get through this bracket. Um, he has won Ironman in the past a couple times, trying to win three. But in his way, number two seed, Joe Seeley, mm. going to Penn State. He's as good as they get. They're, those guys are actually both ranked number one in the country right now because the weight classes are, are, are different. So Ferrari ranked number one at 170. Seeley ranked number one at 160. And the weight class is 165. Uh, number three seed, Ladarian Lockett. He's one of the top recruits. I think he's number three recruit in the class of 2025, uncommitted. And then number four seed, Will Hinkle. He's like the number seven or eight recruit in the class of 2025, uncommitted. Um, those guys have all been at who's number one. They're all insanely good. Mm. Uh, a couple other guys that, that are in the bracket that can make noise. But, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So Ferrari, he's already beat Sealy. He beat him at who's number one last year. Sealy has split matches with Hinkle and has never wrestled Lockett, but they, but uh, no, he did actually. He beat Lockett at, in freestyle at Elite Eight Duels, um, and then Hinkle actually has a win over Lockett and Sealy as well. He beat I don't know if anybody remembers he beat Lockett in a like a zero takedown match last year where Lockett lost on a third caution call because he didn't put his foot on the line in overtime. Oh my, oh my gosh, that was so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, the the uh, Ethan Kyle. You don't have to do this. I remember him saying that. You don't have to end this match this way. Yeah. 
Oh man! But that's as—I mean—that's as tough as a top four gets, really. And then, and then Ethan Burden's the five seed. He's ranked fifth in the country, and he has a win over Sealy. So that that top four, especially, but then Burden as well. I mean, that—that that is like—that's insane. Yeah. How how much of a favorite is Ferrari in this field, in your mind? He's he's the favorite because he's number one at the weight class above, and because he has the win over Sealy, but. That win over Sealy was was you know it was a year ago. It was mm-hmm. it was pretty dominant, but it was also when Sealy was in that. I don't know if you guys remember. He was in this transition period where he was like gonna go to Lake Highland Prep, so he was doing that, moving to Florida. Yeah, he was actually at Lake Highland Prep for like a few weeks, and then like moved back to Sam. to Sam. And so he was like I don't know. He was just in this little bit of a transition period. I don't expect if they wrestle again that it'll be a blowout like it was. At who's number one last year? Um, and you saw Sealy was was really locked in against Hinkle, who's number one. But the semis, if the seeds hold, are going to be Ferrari against Hinkle. We've never seen that before. And then Sealy against Lockett. Cool. And last time we saw that was freestyle Lockett's freshman year. Man, that's that's just such a fun weight. I'm yes. picking I'm picking a uh, little fast twitch, but. Yeah. It's going to be a great one. Luke Lildolver's Jacks Forest potentially happening again at 126. Who got the last one here? Yeah, well, so this time last year, Lilidol won at Ironman, and then Jax, like, went on a little, like, mini vision quest, went out to Oklahoma State, trained with Dayton Fix, and then he beat him two weeks later at Powerade. So Jax has the most recent win, but they both beat each other about a year ago. So um, that's awesome and then that field's crazy too because jj mccomas who's had two really close matches with jacks in the super 32 and and fargo finals recently he's in there he's the three seed so that's a that's a semifinal with jacks and then also you got seth mendoza mm-hmm. Jaden rainey a bunch of other really really good guys in there so lilladol is not going to have an easy path to the finals either don't bring up seth mendoza because he makes but, propaganda uh, items ben, propaganda items for Ben just to rub it in our face. Hey. Sore winner Ben Askren. I would never bring up something like that. Hey, you know, I'm just wait. above that kind of behavior. Why are we doing picks today? Because the the pick man, JD Raider, is oh, he's all in love. He's getting married Saturday. <laughs> Can you believe Listen, it? Just because you get married on Saturday is me can't come to work on Thursday, JD. Get it together. It's Wait, Wednesday. Yeah. Or even Wednesday. Or even I'm Wednesday. surprised JD's getting married during the wrestling season. I know. He, I, I'll say this. He hit me up, I mean, a year, over a year ago. He's like, hey, we're thinking about December. Uh, it would probably be on Iron Man weekend. What do you th- is that cool? Like, does that work? Or how do you think that – would you guys want to come? And so he was, he was thoughtful about it. You know, he didn't, he didn't put it on CKLV weekend. You know, he didn't put on Senior Nationals weekend. He could have just got married in Vegas if he did a CKLV weekend. That's true. Should Saved a whole that. bunch of hullabaloo. That's right. Um, could have no, had that maybe after the, you know, you could have had him after the, uh, the the finals or the semi, you know, Friday or Saturday night, you know, oh, stick yeah. around for the JD yeah. wedding. You know, Saturday night, you know, they, they finished that tournament by like 5 p.m. Yeah, could, exactly. Yeah. You could have brought yep. him out, you know, and then... Hey, you know what? You got your flights comped. You got mm-hmm. your hotel comped. Okay, I'm sure we can work in a package deal with a with a someone to to marry him. Sure, probably could. Shoot, we could have brought Kozak. We could have brought Kozak. He could have officiated the wedding. Well, if you're in Vegas, you're yep. gonna get married by Elvis. I think he's got an Elvis tux. All right, he's done Elvis yeah. weddings. Now we're talking. He's multifaceted. So yeah, JD's getting married this weekend. 
Ben, you're gonna you're gonna wish you were there because we're gonna have Sion's gonna be there. Who knows oh what that's going to mean? It's up in Nebraska, so it's going to be. A, is that where? Is he getting married in Nebraska? Yeah, Omaha. Okay, baby. a bunch of us are going. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, no picks because of true love. And if you have a problem with true love, Ben, then I don't tell you. That's messed <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> actually, yes, I do. Um, any any uh, marital advice, Ben? I wish he was on the show to receive it. Uh, that's a good one. Well, let me think. What would my piece of marital advice be? I'm doing pretty good to this point. So uh, I would say, you know, one thing Amy's grandpa said, because Amy's grandparents were married for 74 years, uh, 74 years before his her grandma passed away. And her, her grandpa's still alive. He's like, he's 102. Um, I know, right? So he said, uh, never go to bed bad at each other. So I always try to work it out before we go to sleep. So, but sometimes it's like, hey, I'm freaking pissed. Let's work work this out. And then, you know, we argue for a while and then we're we're generally good before we go to sleep. It's pretty rare that it's, uh, I don't want to say almost never go to bed mad at each other. That's good. I find that to be great advice. When he comes back, Post marriage, that's when that's when I started receiving all kinds of marital advice from people, unsolicited but appreciated. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember getting sat down by some of the o- older members of the, of the church back when I got married. It was, it was fun. Um, hmm. Anyway, back to Iron Man. From nuptials to Iron Man, Ben Devino, Marcus Blaze. Um, I, I want to stop stop on Luke at all. I think. He was a guy who I feel like kind of maybe elevated the levels last spring because he looked so good at the trials and then the worlds. Um, I'm interested to see if that continues, if he just keep, looks like he's elevated uh, in this tournament. There is definitely a chance that he's kind of, yeah, risen above that, that high school level, and I'm curious to see um, if that's the case. I mean, he, I thought he looked pretty good at Bill Farrell and, um, you know, wrestling senior level guys he got some wins there so yeah i it's definitely possible it's crazy too because right before he went on that run he right like that that u.s open and trials run he lost to bo bassett in a match at at elite eight and it's like uh, it's crazy it's just, you know so we'll see i think this group of guys like the lil it all jacks forest marcus blaze anthony knox group is a a group that's next level so if he can stomp stomp those guys, stomp Jacks and the rest of this field, that'll be a huge revelation, I think. Mm-hmm. So many good lightweights. It's insane. It's insane. Uh, Davino yeah, 32, Bl- I'm excited for uh, quarterfinal, Rainey versus Gibson. That should be fun. That yes. will be fun. Yeah, Mason Gibson's been out with injury for months, and so this will be his first big test back. And, dude, Jordan Rainey is like a wild man to wrestle. He's, that guy, I mean, we saw the match with, with Jax Forrest. Was, you know, go back and watch it if you haven't seen it. It was how many points? Like 30 points or something? Oh, my um, gosh. That was crazy. Yeah, insane. So, yeah, that's a great quarterfinal. Then Marcus Blaze, Nick O'Neal. I mean, that's an interesting quarterfinal, too. O'Neal, really good mat wrestler. Blaze, super tough on his feet. So, th- this one is crazy deep. I think there are ranked guys all the way down to, like, 11 or 12 seeds in um, 132. But yeah, the big big question I think is Ben Devino, Marcus Blaze, because 
Last time we saw Marcus yeah. Blaze, he was at 125 at at the Clarion Open, and now he's well, 132. And that match, I think, is really interesting. Blaze is so, such a good leg attacker. He's got the probably the best arm drag in high school wrestling. And then Ben Devino, really good reattacker. He's he's really versatile offensively, and uh, I I hope we see that final because I think that's a match that high school wrestling fans weren't even thinking about before because. I don't know, a year ago, they were a couple weight classes apart. I would love to see that. Okay. Um, question from Keith Gothard. He said, we have uh, eight or nine weeks until show 1000. What's the plan? We're working on it. <laughs> we got a plan. We're working on We do have a plan. Um, we're going to pull all available red shirts. We're going to pull out all the stops. Um, <laughs> it looks like, and I've been meaning to text Ben this, uh, Tyler, oh, producer what? Tyler and I kind of, you know, chatted it out and looked it through the, it looks like February 12th, which is Monday, will be show yes. 1000. So we want to do a blowout. No, we talked about that, Christian. I don't know if you forgot. Well, you said, I think the next show, I think you said it would be on the 15th probably, like you were building in like an extra off day in there, yeah. but we, we think it's going to be on the on the 12th. So, man, I want I want it to be really cool. We are, if it's in this room, it will not be really cool. I want to have, um, our, our new studio is being worked on. It's going to be sick. So, um, Keith says he's coming. February 12th, I'm coming. Okay. I mean, if Keith... Are you inviting, are you inviting people in the audience? I want people in the audience. I do want, I want people there. I want call-ins. I want Ben Askren there. Sitting side by side with us, you've been on for so many of the shows. Um, maybe some other guests. I don't know, but we want we want to do something big and. and we should know. kind of. I feel like we should do a, a longer episode, probably more than ninety yeah. minutes. I would think. I think it needs to be partially like the show where we're talking about what's happening in wrestling because it'll be off a of wrestling weekend, but then also like a little retrospective of FRL over yes. the years and stuff like that. Um, Paul Young's wants a live audience. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we have a stadium here for this show. It, yeah. It'll be like the live audience could not be more yeah. than like, you know, 10 people. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I might get Tyler Meisinger working. You guys should have show, like the smack off like uh, Jim Rome has, the smack off. And then you, uh, you know, you win the, you know, it's 10 people. It's a call in. You got, you got to earn your way. Now, I don't know what that means. Yeah, what is it? Smack off. Do you slap people? Yeah, so 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 Jim Rome has it where it's like once a year, like all the callers call in and they just go off on takes for, you know, 60 seconds maybe. And uh, I, I haven't listened to it. and I used to listen to it all the time. It's been a while. But it, it's a good time. You know, wrestlers, you know, a lot of it's little trash talk, maybe ripping on some of the other listeners. It's pretty, it's funny. Okay. Okay. Some, something to consider. Something to consider. Uh, another thing we have to talk about, we may not even get to questions, because Senior Nationals is rapidly approaching as well. It's it's next week. It's next week. For crying out loud. And we've been refreshing these entries and refreshing and refreshing. And once again, we're going to be talking about 57. Once again, Spencer Lee, Nick Suriano. You've got uh, Nico Megalutis in the mix. Uh, going to be a really, really tough field. And... You know, I've got to say, and I've already made my apologies via text, but public apology. <laughs> JD and I could not have been more dismissive 
of the notion of Spencer Lee wrestling at this tournament. Said, no way. I said, it's not happening. Forget about it. I could not have been more uh, absolute in my declaration. And uh, wrong-o. He entered. He's wrestling. And I'm obviously excited uh, to learn that. I did. I just sort of based it on following his career. I thought, hey, he qualified. He used uh, Farrell as his qualifier. And we won't see him till trials, but nope. And uh, so well, ben, I love it. Need to get a few more matches. Get get the get them cobwebs out. Work out everything. Uh, be firing all cylinders by the time you get to trials. Where's Suriano's in what California right now? I think he had something at the beach on his Instagram yesterday. You never know where he's at. Could you be never know. If he's in California <laughs> now, man. he'll be. Who knows where he'll be in a couple months? But he's in California. <laughs> Keywords for now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we probably won't see this match because it's just cursed. There's been so many times that like, it's going to happen. It doesn't happen, but man, if it does, I'm, I'm excited. And Soriano needs to be top five here to, to qualify. Unlike Spencer, he's not now. Okay. Here's my question. Spencer places top five here. Does he just eliminate someone from, from qualifying? That's my understanding. Yes. Yeah. I believe at. Farrell, it was the highest placer who had not yet qualified, but I believe at Senior Nationals, it's top five and top five only earn spots. It would be crazy. It, it's obviously not happening, but like in an alternate reality, if like Vito, Dayton, Gilman, Zane, if, if they all entered and just made it so that the bracket was super, yeah. super small be, and just like block out anyone like try, vying, trying to get in there, I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, why not? Awesome. I feel like that was something that they said Sammy Henson used to do. He would always go and enter all the qualifiers and just, like, block people from entering the uh, <laughs> tournament, which is, I think is so savage. Speaking of uh, 57 kilos, but not speaking of Americans, did you see Roman Bravo Young made the weight? I'm so glad you mentioned it. Yes, he did. He made it. Um, there's a he, I think he, on, he has a YouTube channel that has, like, a video about it. But, yeah, he made 57 scratch and won a tournament in Mexico. Um, you tell him to watch his mouth, Christian. He just said, not speaking of Americans. And listen, America true. is lending. We're that's lending true. a national treasure to yeah. Mexico. To, so just, you know, just so we have more spots. That's what it is. Just so we have more spots at the World Championships. That's simple. It's America South. Yeah. Good point. I wish they had something called America South. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, yeah no. For, Yes, Roman is a, an American. He's going to be representing Mexico and trying to make the uh, – the, he'll make the Olympic team. He has to qualify the way, right? Yeah. There's no one that's going to beat him in, in Mexico. Gomez but, uh, is in the same boat, right, Austin Gomez? Yes, yep. at, at 65. So it'll be uh, – I'm curious to watch that qualifier, it, the Pan Am qualifier, where he gets bracketed in. It could be – and and is anyone going to challenge Zane Richards for that spot? I know there is a process to do that, but I haven't heard if anyone is going to be wrestling Zane off for that. Um, which happens either the week I think it's the week between conferences and NCAA's, um, or around that time in March, the Pan Am Olympic Games qualifier. So that'll be a huge tournament when it when it happens. Um, okay, why don't we get to a. Anything else you wanted to get to before we get to some questions? Anything, any burning 
topics. No, I guys got nervous. Someone said there's a, a hurricane that's going to hit uh, Australia. So I went and looked, and I don't see any hurricanes. I think we're good. It's actually going to be um, – we're staying – right now we just got into this Airbnb. We're staying by Bondi Beach, and it's going to be 100 degrees on Sunday. Damn. That's what's happening. Yeah, Caleb yeah. was like, I was telling Caleb y'all were here, and uh, he's like, dude, isn't it summer there? And I looked it up, yep. and it, it didn't look super hot, uh, but I, look, I forget where in Australia I looked up. It looked hotter, but not like hot, but 100. That's smoking. Yes. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up um, Tropical Cyclone Jasper to see what kind of peril you may Let's be. see. Hey, Tyler, I sent you that clip of Payne Mako. I would like to watch Payne Mako do a cartwheel. Can we watch it together or no? <laughs> we'll see what he says. 30 seconds. He said, give me a second. Oh. All right, sweet. Oh, he might. Oh, he's got it. He was just waiting for us to call for it. So uh, we're going to get this Mako if you're just listening in your car. Dude, this Action is wizard stuff. Cartwheel passes the leg in the middle of the cartwheel. Watch this. Watch this yeah. ninja stuff right here. Oh, oh look at that. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness gracious. Did <laughs> Did he just do that, learn that, or did uh No, nah, he's always been cartwheeling, but uh, I didn't see the leg pass. I've never seen him do the leg pass, you know, in the middle of the uh, cartwheel. Dang. Yeah, pretty Ooh. impressive. That is nasty. Oh, my goodness, right? <laughs> good, good job, Peyton. He's so annoying to wrestle. If you're wrestling him, you're just so annoyed all the time. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, okay. This one's more of a factoid. Ken Wilson. Kale became Penn State's winningest coach with his home opener win over Lehigh. His 192 dual wins passing Charlie Speedle, who coached Penn State for 34 seasons. Kale will likely go for his 200th victory in the duel versus Iowa at Carver on February 9th. That's mm. pretty juicy. Love it. 200 dual wins. Trying to get that in before show 1000, looks like. Oh, yeah. What's what's your angle there, Kale? Hmm. Trying to get to win 200 before show 1000? Hmm. All right, fine. Hmm. Just, just, it's just curious. Uh, no, that's a pretty incredible accomplishment. Next question. Okay, some really great matches at CKLV. Even better was the match commentary by none other than Sion Williams. <laughs> you never know if he'd throw in an extra vowel or misplace a consonant. Sometimes the names would change within the match. He should sit alongside <laughs> Shane, Shane Sparks and verbalize. Oh, yeah. Would you mentor Sion? Yeah. Oh, that's that was a that was a fair tweet. That was fair. <laughs> the names, <laughs> the names changing within the broadcast. That was funny. He, yeah, uh, we gave him a quarterfinal match. We had three uh, three you commentators. Really you really did that? We really did that. Holy crap! Are you serious? Uh, no apologies. <laughs> Man, you're playing with fire. <laughs> I know. It's a dangerous game, but it's, you know, in Vegas, you got to gamble a little bit. That was, I didn't actually gamble any money. <laughs> that was my big gamble. And um, you know what? We wow. haven't been shut down or, or, you know, nothing, nothing that bad has happened yet. So, all right. Boom. If Ferrari doesn't go and Gabe, Gabe Arnold stays in redshirt. Iowa only has three, maybe four AA contenders. It looks like this could be their worst team in years. Should they keep Gabe's shirt intact and just punt? Also, what are their plans for the future at 33? So, I think 
there's two things going on. On the one hand, yeah, if you stack up this Iowa team compared to the ones they've had the last few years, it's down. But if you look in the current team race and ecosystem, they're right there to get second still. I think we just saw CKLV happens and NC State pops up from, I forget where they were, eighth or something to second. That can happen with Iowa. I mean, if, if Fry ends up going there, they Gabe Arnold, uh, they pull his red shirt, they're going to be in the mix to do it. So I think they should use Gabe this year. I don't see any reason not to. He is obviously ready to go. Uh, I think they should use him at 84 probably. Oh, uh, 84. Ooh, or, or 70, I, I actually mean 74. Uh, I okay. Said, I mean 74. So, no, don't punt. I think, and that's kind of against Tom Brand's ethos. You know, the, you know, one of our first flow films on Iowa is like, we really try to win the Nationals every year. We really want to put our best team on the lineup. He says that. And I think if you have Gabe Arnold on the bench, you're not putting your best team on the mat. That's, that's the obvious reality. You are, if yeah. Gabe Arnold redshirts this year, Iowa is saying we do not want to put our best team on the mat. And I just yeah. don't think they're going to say that. I don't think they will. I think they're going to use them. Um, and Frannick and, uh, Frannick and Woods are both seniors this year. No more eligibility left. So, um, you know, next year they could potentially have Nelson back, maybe. Um, Assad comes back, but I don't know if he's a for sure All-American contender. Um, but I don't think they get anyone else back next year besides those guys, right? I don't think they get Assad back. I'm pretty sure he's I think gone. Assad's done. I thought he was. I oh. could be wrong. Yeah. Nelson could, Nelson could get a year, but does he want to take it? He says he does, but those, you know, that was before he knew he was going to be out this entire year. So you want to be out an entire year and then come back? I don't know. Um, yeah. And their plans for the future at 33 – I don't uh, – portal? Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing portal. with the portal. I mean – Yeah, you're probably yeah, watching the wrestle good aisle. Right now, half their lineup is portal power. Yeah. Right, yeah. so you got Teske, Woods. Woods, Voinovich. Uh, Voinovich, Caliendo. All portal. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then if, you know, if uh, Ferrari comes. Yep, yeah, that would be another portal. So – yeah, I mean that's that's one thing you can you can miss or not really have a succession plan at a weight class. And if you're a, a program like Iowa, you've shown hey you can you can get a you can get a replacement. Look, you know Penn State was able to get in a gal, and now they've got a guy for three years that's going to contribute. Someone will emerge, and like it or not, I mean it's sort of irrelevant. That's just the way it's going to go. Someone's going to emerge, and these big programs are going to have the opportunity to, to bring them aboard and leave their former school. So I think we do see Gabe. Next question. Um, is there estimated release date on the lead DeSanto film or is it too early? We got a lot of film heat coming. I'll tell you that. January is going to be the Vito Rougeau film. I just saw a scene from that today gripping nice. really, really good stuff. Uh, you're going to love that one. Um, the plan for Spencer DeSanto, I believe, is March. So be on the lookout for that. And then the the film of films right now is going to be this this Chance Marsteller thing. It's going to be uh, – it, it'll be the one that's, you know, 
it's the next one for us. It's the next Brought to you by Adidas Wrestling. There you go. Th- thank you to Shane Sparks. Yep. Uh, it's going to be absolutely, yeah, it, it'll be a game changer, I think. And try not to get too hyperbolic, but. Um, Isn't there one coming up too, like 100 Greatest Pins? Is that g- greatest great? Pin, yeah, g- best pin ever. That's a series we're working on. We okay. were shooting uh, with, with Bo Nickel on that. We shot some other ones. Uh, Roan Lambrecht. Those will be coming soon as well. They're going to be sick. So, yeah, lots of lots of heat in the hopper coming on the film side. Um, and I have to be buttoned up on my dates because Caleb grills me, like, once a week when, when we're getting new ones. Um, I let him watch the uh, – uh, it's a great one, but Fight of Your Life, the Gregor Gillespie uh, one oh. about drugs. It's a great one, but I was like, man, this is sort of heavy for him. There's actually a, a sort of – cute funny moment you know it just starts out and it's before you really know the path that the story's taking with gregor and we're watching it and gregor says i don't know i started drinking in ninth grade and he pa- he pauses he goes wait he's like that's illegal <laughs> like he's like hold on this can't be he's like hold on does he he must have misspoke he's breaking does he realize he's breaking the law i was like oh Beautiful boy. Just wait. <laughs> He's so innocent. And then, um, yeah, I mean, he had to, he learned a lot in that in that documentary. But still holds up. It's a great one um, for sure. Okay, other questions. I don't really – I don't have a ton else. I thought I'd put more in here. Hey, one, one – I'm going to say one uh, and just quick answer. I'm going to defend a coach. Joseph Lloyd says, a coach yelled, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Can you think of a better advice during matches? Every once in a while, no. Listen, if that's all you, if that's all you yell, I'm with you, Joe. Not, not good advice. Every once in a while, your guy will get in a scramble or something, and from don't just be like a momentary like they just hesitate, they freeze, and it's like wrestle, like continue to wrestle where wherever you are, just keep going, like like so. Every once in a while, you need to tell you guys that they just have that momentary like pause or lapse in what they're doing. And you have to remember, remind them, like, hey, dude, keep wrestling. Like, don't just freeze and stop where you are. Uh, obviously, if that is all of their advice, maybe that's not so good. But once in a while, not so bad. Yeah. Get off I mean, your back is still the best. Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, the coach, the, the coach yelling, get off your back, is still my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was an eye-opening moment for me, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I I always like the uh, you know you got the stud wrestler, and um, the coach of the stud wrestler is just saying that is coaching him to do the things he's obviously working to do. So it sounds like it was his idea. <laughs> like he's obviously like locking up a cradle, cradle, ah, roll through. It's like wait, you think he doesn't know? He's obviously he's doing this, but that's your contribution, I suppose. Squeeze Man. was always good too. I mean, that's right out of the mid eighties. Squeeze, squeeze. You got to get that is classic too. Classic. Classic. And honestly, man, you know, I was kind of like, man, the wrestle thing is sort of like, is this helpful? Man, I watched, I watched the end of a duel and that was a, there's a match where the guy needed to keep wrestling. He didn't. It cost his team the duel. It was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, So it still happens. It happens at the highest, highest level here. Um, So. You know what? Good job having the coaches back there, Ben. Um, mm-hmm. 
Once in a while, not too much. Once in a while. All right. We're going to get the heck out of here. Send well wishes to, to JD. Oh, as, yeah. Uh, Good luck, It's buddy. wedding day. The lovely Mr. and Mrs. JD Raider, Colleen McGrath, united in true love. It's going to be a beautiful ceremony. We'll be headed there. It's going to be good. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Iron Man. Check it out. This guy's going to be there. Let's go. It's going to be sick. (laughs) And uh, then Senior Nationals Week. We got to, it's busy times. It's wrestling season, baby. You got to love it. Ben, be safe. Stay cool. I'm going back to sleep. Good night. Thanks, (laughs) Shane. (laughs)